welcome back to another edition of the show. Coming at you with Brian and I live in the flesh. What was that? What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much. Sitting here in quarantine the last couple of days. Hope everyone's staying safe out there, washing their hands, social distancing. All the company lines. How's the quarantine been going for you? Been going wonderful. Very fortunate. Getting a lot of home workouts in, going for a lot of runs, watching a lot of movies, doing some schoolwork. Can't ask for much more. That's well said. Taking the time to learn a little bit about the past uh, NBA too, right? Those the Hardwood oh, Classic games. Of course. You've been watching some some of the old Kobe ones too. Absolutely. A lot of Lakers Kings, you know, Lakers Spurs. I was watching Carl Malone last night, the mailman. Did not understand how good that man was at basketball. It was a pleasure to watch. He put on a show. He was unbelievable. A guy was unstoppable, 35,000 points. Mailman. Um, unbelievable. I feel like a lot of the nights we've been watching a movie, and then I'll go to sleep, and then I'll see on Snapchat the next day, <laughs> you at like 4 a.m. watching a... Some Kobe highlights against some <laughs> random team. And like, I was watching Nets 2002 finals. The young Kobe just going off, swept them. It was just I love the I love the uh, NBA hardwood classics. You know, I mean, I love the current day NBA, but man, I just wish I was a little older so I could have seen that three peat. Damn, I was watching one with the old man today, and he was saying, "What do you notice different about?" the game and I just said oh really just where the guys are standing mm-hmm. there'll be like the three four man who's just randomly sitting at like the short corner in today's league you know you get benched yeah. for not spacing to the corner or something like that also they like they walk it up the court all the time you don't see that much anymore it's always fast break yeah. pushing yeah that's because the <laughs> The MIT guys are saying we get it up above the floor mm-hmm. before twenty one on the shot clock, but yeah, no, it's great. This is definitely a time you can go back and please go back and watch some and old learn. games. Please, you can just learn. If I could suggest, go ahead and watch Lakers Kings Game Six and Game Seven, or Game Four with Robert Ory's game winning shot. Those are classic games. Or go ahead and watch nineteen ninety seven Bulls Jazz, great series. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we've been doing a little bit with with our time, like you said, taking it slow. It's very fortunate right now, uh, look, seeing seeing the bright side of things. But we came today with the idea of going over some of the the best moments of the NBA season that's been put on pause. Hopefully, that's best case scenario that it's resumed. Whether that's July and August, I'm starting to think that's not going to happen, but. We can always stay optimistic about it. So we're going to cover the first part of this in this podcast, and we're going to cover the sixth uh, to tenth best moments of our NBA season thus far. And I feel like we agree on most of these. Uh, you can debate about where they fall, but that's tomatoes, tomatoes. Let's just, without further ado, get into number ten. Which the tenth best moment of this NBA season is Toronto being good after Kawhi Leonard's departure. So right now, it, when the season ended, they'd be sitting at a two seed. It's very impressive. Oh my god, it's awesome. If you told me that in August, I would have looked at you funny. Mm-hmm. I would have looked at you funny because I would have too. very high. 
after Kawhi, even when Kawhi was out there playing last year when we were watching him against the Warriors, I was like, if you take Kawhi off the floor, this reminds me of those like, trash Cleveland teams. Mm-hmm. And that's a sh- that's unfair to Toronto, but like in, in ter- I'm just going off in terms of name recognition mm-hmm. and, and guys you would expect to be playing in finals games. It just wasn't there. They have a hell of a team, and in my opinion, the common denominator for Toronto over the years has been Masai Ujiri and the organization at hand. What do you attribute a lot of their success to? Well, you know, they I always remember that they were 17-5 last year without Kawhi. So coming into this season, I knew they would be a playoff team. I did not think they would be a two-seed. I would, I would have put them at like the 4-5 range. You know, I attribute it to uh, just, you know, a good front office because they've had two different coaches now with Dwayne Casey and uh, what's his name? Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Both good coaches, but, you know, they've changed coaches. They've had a variety of different top players with DeRozan and Lowry. Now it now then it was Kawhi and Lowry. Now it's, you know, Siakam, Lowry, Van Fleet, you know. So they've had changing parts. What's that guy's name? Masai Ujiri? Yeah. Yeah. GM. I feel like you got to attribute a lot of it to him. Yeah. Because yeah. he took the risk on on the criticism he knew he was going to get for, for shipping off DeRozan, but you had to break that up because... It was such a... It was a genius move. It was insanity to keep running that back. And yep. people hate whenever I call the Kawhi thing like the rental year. But I don't know what else you call it because, okay, you get rid of DeRozan, and if you get rid of DeRozan, one of your best player, you ha- you're pretty much who entering. isn't like that good. Let's just say, yeah. It, so if he's your best player, you're not going to do what exactly uh, what uh, ambitious yeah. GM would like to do. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty much entering a rebuilding mode, and it's like, say, okay, let's just put the rebuilding on pause for one year. Let's get a top five player on Smart. here. And if everything goes well, we can just sell him on how much we love winning, and he can maybe resign, even though those odds were really low. So in a house money year, they went out and won a championship. Now, granted, they it, caught it a lot of breaks. LeBron caught, left the East, and the whole Warriors team went down. They caught every break in the book, but, every break possible. But again, when the the ball in their court, they took care of business on their end, which you have to credit them one way or another. And Fair. you mentioned LeBron leaving the East, which was a huge break. You have to question what they would have done with Lowry and Rosen had he left in the first place. Uh, what if Kawhi shot against the Sixers doesn't go in? They might not even go out of the second round. Yeah, there's, there's huge question marks here. And again, credit for them for taking care of what was in front of them. But at the end of the day, you have to also attribute the the development that happens in their organization because they have a bunch of mid-major guys that have come in. Van Fleet was a mid-major guy, Wichita State. And also Pascal Siakam, who was the definition of a raw NBA player coming in. What's the other guy's name? Well, Siakam's averaging 24 now. What's his name? Anobi? Yeah. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like uh, uh, the potential to be an elite defender. Yeah. So that must be their, their secret recipe. Whatever they're doing in Toronto in terms of developing talent is working. And that's why I have them coming in at the 10th best moment of the NBA season. And if they were resuming the playoffs, it's the Bucks will not just knock them out easily. No, it promise no, you. Dog fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. So, the, one more comment on that is 
the Dwayne Casey fire, and we were, we were talking about Masai Ujiri. Questionable. Yeah, Masai Ujiri really nutting up and mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I just want to break this up, start over. And he got rid of a co- the coach of the year who has, mm-hmm. I believe, 65 wins and just hired I didn't like uh, that. The, yeah. northern, the sharpshooter from northern Iowa, Nick Nurse. And guess what? You got another coach of the year right there. So... I know. I, I just think they would have won the championship with Dwayne Casey too. Oh, fair enough. That's just me, but fair enough. But at the end of the day, they're they're making the right hiring decisions and they yeah. draft really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're gonna move on to the the next one, number nine, for the best moments of this abruptly ended NBA season is sophomore sensations not named Luka Doncic because Luka is coming later, but. There's plenty of guys uh, you find yourself watching and realizing, like, oh, is he a, a second or third year guy? A lot of these guys who made a big jump are second year guys, which is on on some hands for the, the lower key guys. I feel like it's more reasonable. I see. I feel like a lot of guys will come into the league that have a lot of hype and perform really well as rookies, and then they kind of taper off that second year hit a hit as what we like to call the sophomore slump, but. For the guys that come in, whether they're undrafted or with a big chip on their shoulder, the second year is when they really start to flourish. And the guys I'm talking about in particular are Duncan Robinson, Devontae Graham, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, and Trey Young. And we can throw Colin Sexton in there, but I don't really care about the, the Cavs. Um, just to give a little background on Devontae Graham, the, the Hornets uh, claim the fame right now. He's only started in three games his first year, and he averaged 4.7 points. This year, he started in 53 of 63 games and is averaging 18 points per game. He really lets it fly. A lot of the criticism is the shooting percentage, only at 38%, but that's something you figure out, and he takes some tough shots and some questionable shots, but uh, it's hard to ignore going from 4.5 points per game to over 18 points a game. Um, Brian, do you have any thoughts on the, the Hornets I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna defer to you. I have all I know is he went to Kansas. Okay, I don't know anything about him. He's also a dog. Uh, I believe he's a dog. I believe right. he's a dog. That's good enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on him. I've not seen many Hornets games this year. Yeah, not the best watch. Oh, not the best uh, organization either. So let's move into Duncan Robinson, mm. another second year guy who made a huge jump, undrafted, goes in the summer league, shoots the piss out of the ball. Guy's a hose. Yeah, got an absolute rocket on him. He started in one game last year, only played in 15 of them. And so 3.3 points per game, that doesn't really mean much if he only played in one game. This year, he started in 60 out of 63 games at 13.5 points per game, 45% from three. Oh, my God. He's going to be in the league for a long, long time. Maybe like the next Corver. Seriously. Does that have anything to do with race? No, no, but he just reminds me of him, how he shoots. <laughs> no, big body that can shoot the piss out of it. Yeah, he's just like him, you know? Yeah. I, I, I like that guy. <laughs> That's a D3 hoops guy. I know, you gotta love him. You gotta love him. How not, does that make any sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. It will never happen again. Goes to Williams College, absolutely balls out, finds himself in Michigan, who, I guess when he got to Michigan... They won the national championship, I think. Yes. 
Or they played. Did they win it that year? Or did they, I, I know he I played think, in it. Because he played with Mo Wagner. I can't remember if they won it. They I think they lost to Villanova. But even Steven when he was Chenzo. at Michigan, he wasn't like the guy. And now he's breaking records as far as fastest to do X, Y, and Z as a rookie. He's in Miami, which is a great system to get drafted to if you love basketball. Mm. Because it's a great place to go. Pat, I was just mm. there. I'll tell you, it's a great place to live. It's also a great place to play because Pat Riley, it's all business. So, sure, you're in the party scene of South Beach in Miami. You're young. You got a bunch of money. But at the same time, Tuesday morning runs around. You're getting the body fat test, and you're getting fined if you're over. So that's mm-hmm. a good place to be. And they're good. They have a they have a good core, <coughs> and they are they can they're one of those teams that can actually go out and get a free agent. So mm-hmm. they're they're going to be a player. That could be a destination for our guy Giannis. We talked about that. I really i I think he's going to go there. I do. I agree with you. And if it's not Giannis, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Miami. You get whoever you want. Yeah. Uh, another sophomore sensation we'll get into is Shy Gilgis Alexander, who should be on everybody's radar. Uh, so he was a Clipper last year. He was thrown into that deal. I'm not sure if he was thrown into it or if he was a deal breaker in all the picks that OKC got with him. But he had a solid rookie year, and he's up 10 points per game from then. And he's learning under uh, one of the best point guards to ever play, and Chris Paul. He's you can tell that he's still figuring things out, but everything that he has shown is trending towards him being a great player in the league. Mm-hmm. And OKC has some; they actually have some assets. They like, get surprised of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, they had a great year. I was happy for Chris Paul to go there, and and. Everyone expected him to just sit out and get paid, and yeah. now he he played ball, and they're sitting, you know that that six seven eight range, which is they're they're actually fifth right now. Five, yes, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. very impressive. Oh my god, yeah, you know to be honest with you, you said that last night. I didn't even realize that he was just second year. Second year. I thought he was like in his fourth year, maybe. I just feel like he's been in the league for a while, but that guy's gonna be tough for years to come. Absolutely. So another guy that is in a different situation but is still tough is Trey Young. He was the only other guy in the Rookie of the Year discussion last year. And I feel like some people might get mad that we're talking about Devontae Graham, Duncan Robinson, SGA, and then we're putting Trey Young in the mix. But personally, I just believe Luka is such a step ahead of Trey that it's fair It's fair to put Trey in like a, a tier or two or three or four below. Uh He's also so he scored the ball last year and passed the ball well because his usage rate is ridiculously high, so it makes sense. But he's still up ten points per game from last year to this year. He's like twenty nine or something like that. Oh. And the stats are inflated, like I said, because he has the ball in his hands the all the time. Team sucks, and the, it's a bad team. And they shouldn't be that bad, though. You think? I I just feel like coming into this year, I thought they were a team that could have snuck into the playoffs. Really, I really did. And to be, I think they have the worst record in the league. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah, not too many wins in Atlanta. But he's the organization's number one priority right now. He should be. That's another team that could get free agents. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Players love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. They do. They do. airport? It's a great airport, but it's a great city. Yeah, so. It's humid there. It's humid, but to get back to Trey Young, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as big on him as you are, but... I'm not big on him. I just think... I don't know. 
Jury's still out the, on him, in my opinion. The skill set's there, so it's... The skill set's your... I mean, you average 29 points. Okay, obviously, you can play in the league. <laughs> the shots... If, if you watch a Hawks game, I've seen, uh, full disclosure, a handful, because that's a tough watch. I've just seen them but play the Lakers. That dude has to suck to play with. He Yeah, he does. He doesn't wor- play any defense either. Worst defender in the league. Yeah. Far and away. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. It's not even close. I I, I know. Worst I know. defender in the league. And then, so this is the thing. He comes down, dribble, 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 and just pulls it from the logo. Yeah. And then doesn't get back, and then they score. Exactly. I saw that. That's what I'm, yep. I saw a thing on Twitter. It was like, the points per possession after Trey Young misses a three is 1.27. Exactly. Which is absurd. Like, that's, there's no point per yep. possession. Well, that's something we'll have to change. <laughs> Yeah, and the skills, the lazy comp is to Steph. It's a lazy comp, but little guys that shoot shoot it real well, it, can handle and pass. Fair. It's fair, though. It's, yeah, it's fair. Um, so moving on to number eight, the eighth best moment of our unfortunately abrupted NBA season. It will resume. I like the optimism, still hurts. But number eight is another second year guy, but really kind of in his ninth year being a pro mm-hmm. is yeah. Luka Doncic. You can tell. Taking another leap in his game. Huge leap. Yeah. I said at the start of the year, the sophomore slump will not exist for Luka because this isn't his second year. He's not a sophomore. Mm. He's been doing this. He's been right. playing pro ball since he's 13. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't see this coming from the Mavericks. I, if you were told me the Mavericks were making the playoffs, I would go like, you're crazy. They were 14 Absolutely. last year. That's what I mean, exactly. It's not like he has that much around him either. Yes, he has Porzingis, and they have a decent core. But, okay, you can't convince me at the beginning of the year, okay, this core's definitely going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wouldn't have said that, you know. Timmy Hardaway and Seth, Seth Curry, yeah. you know. So, I mean, that's a, a lot of that goes to Luka. Yeah. So, second year, I mean, come on. It's absurd. <laughs> Here, here's your, here's this for you. Luca is making the playoffs in the West. Trey Young has the worst record in the East. There's your difference. If anyone's trying to debate, that's a great point. Yeah, and I get Luca does have a better. He does. He's a much better team. Much better, better coach, better organization. Fine, but you know it's a big difference. If you put Luca on the Hawks, they have more than mm-hmm. 15 wins. Yep, absolutely. You put Trey Young on the Mavericks. Probably not making the playoffs. They. They aren't. No. And, and I feel like that's a decent way to uh, I think it's fair. evaluate him. Yeah. Luca's also, he's averaging 28 a game. Seriously? Yeah. How many assists? Like nine, eight? Uh, it, it's probably close to eight or nine. Oh, my God. And I, I think him and LeBron are tied for the most triple doubles this year. So it's some. It's he, he, has a, I mean, he has a really high usage, but he, he should. I mean, a lot of the best players do. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> he he asked the my buddies not talk about him having like the Harden comp a little bit, which I see he doesn't really shoot that well from three. Really? Yeah, which is surprising because you're like, oh, he doesn't shoot that well from three. Where's he getting his points at? He's taking nine free throws a game. Okay. Well, we also from I don't okay I don't see Mavs from what I've heard he does not not the best defender in the world like I know teams will purposely um, what circle him out yeah. get him on their guy yeah. so um, you know it's something to work on you know he's not the most athletic player in the world nobody's big 
He's big. He's big, yes, but not the quickest player in the world. No, not at all. He's got bricks on his feet a little yeah. bit. Um, but he made a jump from rookie of the year, in my opinion, obvious rookie of the year, to the MVP discussion. That That's huge. Second year you're yeah. in the MVP discussion? That's I can't remember the last time that happened. No. I I said the other day how he, he can be an actual all-time great. He can he really can be. Seriously. There's absolutely. There's very little evidence because you, a reason that Zion couldn't or a knock on Zion would be like, well, you don't know if he's going to be able to play more than 7 years. Mm-hmm. Whereas Luka you can say, okay, he kind of got a weird body, kind of moves a little weird, but he already has the old man game. I mean, he can do everything. He's already playing like the low impact game. Yeah, he, he takes a lot. Of, he gets hit a lot because he goes to the rim, but the wear and tear on the joints is different. Like he's not jumping out of the gym and landing really hard, and he's already playing like Larry Bird. Like I, I like that. I've heard that uh, comp too. It's a different. It's like the modern day Larry Bird. He's like a little. He's like Paul Pierce, but he can pass a lot better. He passed the ball really well, which is something uh, Bird never got enough credit for. But that ball screen up top with KP and Luca is de- definitely worked well for him. And KP, uh, come ex- on, exceeded my expectations. He actually played in a lot, pretty much every game. He this played. Year. He played well, honestly. And he was on the floor, mm. which is the biggest thing. They need one more piece. Yeah, they can get a. They can get another All Star in there. They might have some. Seriously. Oh yeah, and they could they could potentially pull that off. Because if you have a top five guy in the league, in my opinion, if you have a top five guy, you really only need one other like all star, one other all star. Whereas, and a third. Guy. If you have a guy that's like in that top in that like six to, I know this is uh, picking hairs here, but like if you have a guy Harden. that is like a like a second tier, you need more than one other piece. Yeah, like I, that's why I always think like LeBron. I think LeBron having AD, it doesn't matter what else they have because those two are so strong compared to if you have Fair. a guy that is like an Embiid. Yeah, some guy that's not an obvious top Harden. five guy. Yeah, I see. I love Harden, so I'm I'm so biased on Harden. But um, Kyrie. Oh my God, you're not winning. I'm sorry, you're not winning with with Kyrie. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler needs a few more pieces, but like Miami, they have a bunch of pieces. It's yeah, there's like levels to all this stuff. Yeah. It's not a black and white. Yeah, it's not a black and white thing. It's I'm not doing the best at describing how I feel. Uh, do you have any more uh, comments on no. on Luca? Because no. we're getting into another young guy. A lot of young guys, a lot of young, exciting but, yeah. talent. But we the, talked. The about, league is filled with it. It's awesome. It's in great hands. It really is. That's kind of been our motto every day. We've been waking up here, looking at each other, and we're like, there's no NBA games on tonight, but the league is in good hands. It really is. They just need to get a face, which they will. They will. I mean, once Braun leaves, the it's up in the, it's up in the yeah. air. We'll see. All right. We're moving on to number seven. Seventh best moment in the NBA season. Think of all the moments that have happened this year. And there's only six that are better than the one we're about to say right now. That's pretty damn good. I'm on the edge of my seat. I forget number seven. Number seven. Zion Williamson's debut. (laughs) 
Let's hear it. Zion Williamson's debut. What you got, Brian? Well, I'll be the first to say, uh, you know, this is Zion hype. Pisses me the hell off. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I like the kid. I want to like Zion. His hype kills me. Kills me. But okay. Moving on. The, the debut was very impressive. You know, it's his first NBA game. He's probably a little bit hurt. And he goes out there and does something that's not... That every... He did the exact thing that everyone was questioning if he could do. He knocks down like three or four four threes, I believe, in like the fourth quarter because mm-hmm. he had a rough second. And that's big because, you know, that's what everyone's saying. Oh, well, can't shoot, can't shoot. And, you know, he can't shoot. But that game in particular, he shot it well. And it, it was pretty cool. You know, that's... It's got to be one of the best debuts in NBA history, I would think. Yeah, because not only was it... It would have been special if it was on opening night, too, but there would have been 12 other games going on. Mm-hmm. Or Actually, they only played two on the very first opening night. And the Pelicans did have a game. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. But, but, he, but he wasn't there. And mm-hmm. he made us wait 44 games. So that buildup was there, like you said. Yeah. Probably wasn't 100%. He talked... About mm-hmm. how frustrating and slow who were they playing? His recovery process was. They played the Spurs. Okay. And he would talk about how frustrating it was for him because think about this. This is one of the best athletes to ever play the to ever play this game in terms of size, speed, true, and athleticism. And he's spending hours upon hours with the Pelicans training staff learning how to land because they're all they're concerned about his gait. They're concerned about his mechanics. Because they have invested money in him. They want him to be around for a while. So he goes from jumping out of the gym, dunking on everybody that he sees, to, okay, go up on this box, come down, land. With a bunch of, like, people in white coats Mm. and measuring everything. And that has to be so frustrating. So he finally gets out of the gate. Got all this buzz around the game. And I I watched the first quarter, and he, he was definitely just making the right plays. Did you watch... The first, I didn't watch any of it. I, I, was able, I had a game and I rushed back uh, to my room to be able to, to tune in. He was just making the right plays. Like he was doing the stuff that he would have done at like a, a Duke practice. And which is what you want. Which takes a lot to do. Yeah. You know. Because he wasn't like antsy. He wasn't like yeah. coming out of 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And that shows a lot of maturity it in does. a 19-year-old. It really does. Because he knows oh, all these people, blah, blah, blah. And this is nothing new to him. He's been doing this for a while on, on the spotlight. But he only had five points going in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And at that point, we're not in if his he head. Finish, if he finishes with five, it's kind of like, oh, he's a bust. If he <laughs> finishes with five, sure, they probably play the next night anyways. But, like, then we have to go through the whole thing of, oh, is Zion really this? He had five yep, points. Exactly. And he's been hurt. Is he ever going to be the same? And that would have just been exhausting. So he decides to go on a 17-point run by himself. And like you said, the Spurs went to zone. Pop called it because you know on Pop's calendar all he wanted to do was ruin this debut. The old man would have found a lot of sick satisfaction in that. So he goes 2-3, and then Zion starts knocking down threes, which I'd love to know how many threes he had when he was at Duke. It had to be a handful. There wasn't really any point in taking them because he'd get whatever he wanted. But he knocks down four threes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So uncharacteristic. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it was awesome to see. And he finishes with 22 points, 
on 8 of 11 shooting in only 22 minutes of play. It's very good. Which is ridiculous shooting numbers, but the crazy thing is, is that he continued those numbers Mm -hmm. for the rest of the season. he He, really did. He's shooting like 59% from the field on the year. I mean, AD could not stop him. Could not stop him. He moved Stephen Adams. <laughs> he moved Dwight Howard. He moved, he's been moving everybody. I know, I know, I know. He, okay, <laughs> I was playing uh, over spring break. I, I'm not, I don't play 2K, but I was playing 2K, and he was out there. He's little. He's actually little in that game. He looked five. Well, in real life, yeah, he's six six, but like, he looked like he looks small. Yeah, he doesn't look small when he's playing on in the game. Like he's short. He's actually short. Short. And he, and he was given uh he was giving Rudy Gobert problems too, defensive player of the year. We won't even say that name. He was stop it. He was giving him problems. Zion's a problem. <laughs> Zion Zion's a problem. But I'm telling you, he. It's been said a million times. He has got to develop an outside jump shot. Yeah, but I don't put Absolutely. any rush on that. Yeah, fine. By his, what, fourth year in the league, he needs to have a jump shot. I don't put I don't put that, mu- that much of a timetable on it because I look at guys, and I'm not comparing them to these guys. I'm talking about their jump shot progression. Giannis still can't shoot worth a piss. But he can make a shot. Yep. He can make one every couple weeks. Okay, that's unfair. No, he he can he'll make a three. Yeah, he hit a few tough ones against the Lakers the other night. A couple of turnarounds that were ridiculous. Well, we hit five the first game. That was well, an anomaly. Yeah, he can shoot better than I think people realize. But Braun couldn't shoot for the longest time. That's what I'm saying. He made it work. And it took uh I forget the guy's the coach's name for the Spurs, but Yeah, but but Kawhi couldn't shoot when he was in when San Antonio. But this is different. Like you sh- when he takes a shot it looks funny. Oh yeah, his mechanics are yeah. whack. Yeah, that's fair. I think his best shot is a, a missed shot because then he misses it. But that, that's not going to last forever, especially when it lasts in the playoffs. That's that's a good point. Yeah. But they got to make the playoffs first. Which I, I I think they'll make it next year. That's the crazy thing is is that they had like the the cupcake rest of the schedule mm-hmm. and they're getting hot at the right time. They're going to they're going to get a chance. They're going to finish the season. Because the whole thing was like the Grizz, it was between them and the Grizz, and the Grizz had a tough schedule, and they started losing games, and the Lakers played like trash against the Grizzlies on purpose, and then <laughs> no, they tough. didn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I watched both those games. They played terrible on uh, Saturday, and then they played the Pelicans. I think the next night, and and, Bra- and AD didn't even play, and Braun was out there hooping, and he got him a win. But yeah, it's fun. So that that's number seven is Zion's debut. And yeah, persecute us for talking about Zion. Oh, Zion! Trust this, me, Zion we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's the seventh best moment of the year. Uh, little palate cleanse before we go on anything. You got, you got anything you want to get off your chest before we move on to the the sixth best moment of the year, Brian? Uh, the only thing I got to get off my chest is if they're going to resume the season. I really hope they don't go straight into the playoffs. I don't think it's fair to the playoff teams. I think they could... I mean, if you're this late, play two more weeks of the regular season, finish it. Even if... Okay, what was there? 20 games left? Play 10 of them. Finish the regular season. 
and then go into the playoffs. Don't do this best of three shit in the first round. No one wants to see that. There's no reason to do that. What's the rush? What's the rush? I guess starting the next season on but, time. But, like, delay the next season a couple weeks, you know? I don't know. This is – so the other thing, they always talk about shortening the season and trying out – this would be a good time Perfect to experiment time. with that. Next year, what's wrong with saying, okay, let's just shorten it to 74? Yeah. And I know there's all the TV money and everything, but – The next year you go back to 82. Yeah, like <laughs> – this type of pandemic is going to happen once every 100 years or yeah. so. So what's the worst thing in the world if insurance has to cover the eight games that we didn't oh play? Oh, my God. I, just, they'll be okay. Just, that's why you have the insurance on these games. Like, cash the check. I completely agree. And run your little experiment. See how the players feel. Watch. Because you know if the games go – you know if the season goes to 74 – the players are just going to adjust the load management to 74 now instead of 82. It's not going to change, not going to change the percentage of games they play. You're not going to notice a difference. It's eight games. It's a long month, three-month season. Yeah. I mean, season. What I'm saying is like they're still going to sit out the same percentage yeah, of yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi will still sit out. Kawhi will play 46 games. Hey, he's been playing games this year. <laughs> he doesn't play any back-to-backs. He- Come on. He's a warrior, though. He's a, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. You're such a hater. I mean, he's such a dog, man. You're a hater. I'm just tired. He's such a dog, but he doesn't even play back-to-backs. How oh, you a dog? You don't play back-to-back. Braun 35 plays every game. There's no bias in what you're saying. I mean, am I, what am I saying? Is it true? What shirt are you wearing? Okay, is there any... What's on your shirt? I, I, got, I got an L.A. Braun shirt on. But is there any is what I'm saying? Does the, does Kawhi play back to backs? No. Do they call him a quote unquote dog? I don't know who they is. I don't listen to these people. Okay, I'm just saying it's not very dog like. All right, fair enough. That sounds like Shannon Sharp. That's <laughs> exactly who I got it from. No, <laughs> you suck. You Unk. suck. <laughs> you suck. Okay. Club Shay Shay, I'll be drinking a little whiskey right now. Not that Henny though. No, oh man, this is Henny. Woo! But I, I'll go with a little whiskey for now. All right. <laughs> Henny was talking, man. Stop. <laughs> okay, that was a good palate cleanse. <laughs> All right. Palate's clean. Yes. We're ready to resume the best moments mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. Number six. The sixth best moment of the season. Gotta be excited for this. Dame Lillard's scoring stretch. Okay. In 61 piece. Mm-hmm. That happened at the end of January. Yeah, it was on. Was that on the Lakers when they? I was Golden State, Kobe. Okay, which he always gets up for. <laughs> he hates Golden State. He hates Golden State. But let me just run <laughs> down. Let me run down the stretch for you, just to give you an idea. These are in consecutive games. Sixty-one. It's unbelievable. Forty-seven. Fifty. Thirty-six. Forty-eight. Fifty-one. And they went 5-1 and one on this stretch. Oh, my God. That reminds me of someone. Yeah, it reminds me of someone, too. <laughs> God bless. Bryant. God bless. He shot 57% from three Woo! on this stretch. And, Dang dollar. And this was high volume. It's not like he was taking, you know. Oh, like, he, he's scary when he gets hot. It's not like he was going, like, 3-5 of five one mm-hmm. night and, like, 4-6 the next. He was taking 23s a game, shooting 57%. <laughs> Oh, man, Dame. He's a flamethrower. I, I can't believe they're sitting out of the playoffs right now. It's crazy. Yeah, so so what does this, this scoring stretch mean to you? It 
Uh, I mean, they went five and one, so that's very impressive. It's hard to say they he was doing it and they weren't winning because they were winning. You know, I, I'm just confused. I will say I told you Portland will not make the playoffs last year. I just, next year, I just had a feeling. Um, that being said, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, they have two all stars. They have a decent core. Nurkic, I guess he's not coming back. I thought he was supposed to come back, but I guess not. You know, they made the conference finals the year before. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Nonetheless, that streak was incredible. You know, when they they had the Kobe uh, Memorial, they played the Blazers, and Dame would just... I mean, we lost. <laughs> and it was because of Dame. Oh, my God, it was disgusting. You know, the guy, we couldn't stop. We could not stop him. Could not... Stop That's it. what Kobe would have wanted. Yeah, it was it was just like Kobe. I, I honestly was so pissed we lost that game. But then when I was laying there later that night, I was like, you know what, I can't be mad because Kobe would have appreciated Dame's performance. So, i got to give it up to the guy. I, re- I read something right after that game that was saying, like, God forbid, had this happened to uh, MJ and Kobe was playing in Chicago the next night. You know, oh Kobe would have Kobe would have given him sixty. Kobe would have gone for sixty. So it, it's honestly it was a respect thing there. That wasn't a part of this stretch, but I've always thought Dame's been unbelievably underrated in terms he of like been. the common fan because the NBA has acknowledged his yeah his sure. work. He gets all NBA teams a lot. His bank account. NBA Twitter knows about Dame for sure. Oh, oh yeah, but that's not the common fan. I know. I know what you're saying. NBA Twitter yeah. respects Dame, which honestly is what matters. Those are the people that watch. But but the his, thing, yeah. His bank account reflects it too. He's one of the highest paid contracts ever. A little confusing. He had that big shot that everyone saw against OKC last year. Everyone saw that. Yeah. Um, they made the conference finals. So I don't. Yeah. I, I got. I don't really know. I guess he's just up there in Oregon. No one cares. <laughs> Kind of sucks though. It's t- like it's tougher because it's not like he hasn't won. It's not like he hasn't won. Maybe he needs to win an MVP or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe next year he could win the MVP. I could see him he's, winning MVP. He's a four-time All NBA guy in eight of the seasons he's played. He's only eight years in. Yeah. Okay. He's a Weber State guy. So I, I don't know how many years he did at Weber. Though. He's not. That's the thing, and that's what I wanted to talk about with this. He because go to the East, somewhere in the East. No, he's talked about how he he wants to stay I in know, Portland. Yes. He doesn't want to jump ships because he's he talks about that being the easy way out. And it's not. and the problem he he called it being weak, like jumping it's to those not, different though. teams. It's not weak. And a part of that you can respect. I do, but it's not weak because <laughs> when he does hang it up, he's going to be unfairly criticized for never getting it done. Yeah. And and the the weight that that will carry compared to the people throwing it on the side saying, well, he toughed it out with Portland and the front office didn't make it work. Like mm. that doesn't carry mm. as much as just okay, the dude never yep. the dude never won a game, um, which wow. is sucks. It does. But just imagine him going to the East and playing on like I don't know, um, Orlando or like Detroit, a team that's like. The Bulls, a team that's like not dreadful. You know, they get him and maybe another all-star, and there's another team in the East. Leave the West. Gotta leave the West. <laughs> or just the the poor Portland Trailblazers step up because he's done the organization a favor 
in in the fact that he's told them his plans. A lot of these superstars, they sign one-and-ones like Kawhi and PG just did, or they pull the LeBron when they say, are you staying? And he goes, I'm not telling you. So that's the reason you don't have Paul George in a Cavs jersey. Poor, uh, Dame has straight up said, this is where I want to play. Oakland. This is my thing. We're running this back. And it's going to suck if – if it if it doesn't work out for him, if they keep running it back, it's not going to work it's out for him. Too. And if he doesn't leave, which I take with I don't know him obviously, but I take it with a grain of salt because a lot of that stuff can switch. Like, well, he might not leave, but I could see them like trading him. It happens all the time. Yeah, you know they want to go like they're like oh it don't work. They trade the whole team, start over. Yeah, that would be dumb because Portland is never going to get better than they are right now. And that's the thing. A lot you don't know the priorities on some of these organizations. Yeah. Maybe the front office in Portland is just like our fans, our city is obsessed with our team. Yeah, we make a boatload of money. We have two. Which they should. They have a good team. Yeah, they have two very exciting guys to come pay mm-hmm. money to come see Carmelo, and that might be enough for that for that organization. It should be to our standards. Who the, the fans like? We look at these rings like it's the end all be all. It, that's not going to be enough, and. I've gone away from the rings, black and white judging yeah. thing, but Dame Lillard will be lost. There's a, the unfortunate thing is there's going to be a lot of Dame Lillards in history if he doesn't win a ring. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys who scored a lot of points and was beloved by their fans and he didn't get it done. Yeah, he won't be able to sit at Draymond's table. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to find a way to get Draymond in here. Sucks. We can maybe put him in like. How a ridiculous negative. was that? T- saying that Charles Barkley. You know, can't sit at the table with Draymond. <laughs> That's just – I was watching Barkley last night. The guy had 27 points in a quarter. Has Draymond <laughs> never scored 27 in a game his whole career? I don't – I honestly – probably. Probably a handful of times. Barkley did that in a quarter. In the finals. I hate – I can't stand Draymond. He's going to be all up in it next year when they're and good again. Barkley was like the best player. He wasn't an afterthought on the offensive end. Dude. He was his MVP season. He led a team to the finals. They lost to MJ. He's like, Wait, what's six, he supposed to do? He's like six three. Phoenix. Yeah, what's he supposed to do in Phoenix? Nash couldn't do it. Well, it's not right. Just Draymond sucks. He does fifteen win team. He's a floor raiser. He's a role player. Glorified loudmouth role player. Reminds me of someone I know. Okay, Patrick Beverly. Oh man. Wasted space. Let's get let's let's find out how to get Draymond and Pat Bev in here. But I'll do it right now. Overrated role players who talk a lot. There you go. Those two. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair description of them. One, of, one of them's got a few rings. Yeah, but then again, there's the rings thing. He just flaunts that at Chuck. Like Adam Morrison has a couple rings too. Yeah, I bet mm-hmm. the Warriors would be better if if Chuck if Charles Barkley oh, in his prime match. Oh, oh the even... NBA is different. How could a six four center work? Okay, watch um, round freaking mound. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of these older guys, man, they get they get criticized because it's like, oh, how could that work in today's game? It it's would like, work. Watch, because anytime, okay, if you knock a small white guy that used to play, Steve Nash, multiple MVP, one of the best scorer shooters, passer of all time, mm-hmm. he made it work. You look at short guys that can't play, okay. Or short guys that can't shoot. Look at Zion. He's going to be one of the best players in the league one day. He can't ben shoot Simmons worth a piss. can't shoot for shit. Can't shoot worth anything. And <laughs> I mean, it, 
there's this mold that people think every modern NBA player has to fit, and it's just not true. There's only guess guess what? There's a lot of in the NBA. There's a lot of six six versatile, lengthy athleticism guys that you don't know their names. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's the modern NBA player. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, number five, our fifth and final one. We're gonna get into today. Wait, ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five. Oh, this is a bonus one. We're doing an extra one today. Uh, and part two, we'll, I guess you're only getting four, but we'll, we'll hype those up a little more. This is a great one. This is a great one. We're heading back to the East Coast. Number five. Tatum's scoring stretch in February. Talk about, talk about a welcome party. Talk about a coming out party. Loved it. Okay, got a good sad for you. In Jason Tatum's first 123 games, he had never scored 30 points. 123 games, he never gotten 30. And there was a lot of mouths to feed on those Celtics teams. But you, you'd expect in maybe one of those games, mm. the guy that you want to give the keys to your franchise, that Absolutely. he'd get s- stupid hot and hit like... 10 threes and he'd walk away with 41 because absolutely it seems like every rookie or or second year guy has done that at some point jason tatum had not it's and then very surprising to me you know i said that and then january comes around the end of january actually the back end is when he started going crazy so he went for 39 in arguably the game of the year against the clippers where he was going at the best of the I put quotes around it just Could so you don't kill me. Him. I put quotes around it so you won't kill me. Best defender in the league in Kawhi Leonard was going at the man. Like he was looking for him. Zero fear, which is what you want That's what I like. when you give the keys to the man. And he was also defending on the other end, because he's guarding PG, he's guarding Kawhi on the other end, working just as hard. Double OT thrill, absolute marathon of the game. They win thirty nine points. Which is what you want to see. Then the ironic thing about that is a, a comp that I get a lot that I hear is the duo in Tatum and Jalen Brown is a young version of Kawhi and PG, which I like. The guys that are versatile, they do it all. They can both shoot it, defend well. And my comment is Tatum and Brown are way ahead of the progression at their point in their career in year three. Uh, three or year two and three then PG and Kawhi were they were late bloomers way ahead they've been to a conference final yeah in year one in year (laughs) one and year two yeah they took Braun to seven absolutely and so that that, that's the the stretch right there but the comment on the comparison there but getting back to his run so he had 39 28 41 36, 33, 32, 32 in the next seven games, proving that the Clippers' performance was not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. The one that sticks out there, and I know you watched it because it was Mike Breen on a Sunday. <laughs> Mike Breen on a Sunday, that's tough to beat, was the 41 in a loss against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Balled out. Could not stop him. Could not Absolutely stop balled him. out. He got the LeBron stamp of approval post game via Instagram posts, which LeBron approves everyone in post game except the Clipper. 
Yeah. He'll put Giannis up there. No, 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 no. You're right, though. Like, that that was a hell of a game. He had a hell of a month. I, I really think he could be um, the best player in the league someday. Jason like, Tatum? Yeah. Like, if I had to – on, on, I'm not just saying this. Like, if I had to – if you were like, who has a better chance of being the best player in the league someday? Jason Tatum or Luka? I would say Jason Tatum over Luka. Wow. I would. You know, what is he, 6'8"? You know, he defends. He can shoot threes. He gets to the rack. He has a mid-range game. I mean, come on. What else do you want? What else do you want? I'd take him on my team over Luka. I would. Wow. I would. That's nothing against Luka. That's saying a lot because he's a Celtic too for you. Oh, you know how much I hate the Celtics. But I would. Seriously, the guy, he's going to be tough. He's going to be tough. Personally, I think that... If it's not the Bucks that come out of the East, the, the shot is going to be Boston, mm-hmm. especially in the years to come. And it's unfortunate that the season got ended for many reasons. But for one is this Tatum's run that, that he went on was relatively recent. He was still scoring the ball like this in early March, right, before they put a pause on things. And he was just – he, he like, just found it. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, coming into his groove. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Celtics were rolling. Sure, Toronto went on that run, but uh, – then again, I looked at some projections, and the Celtics were still favored to finish uh, second or third in the East. They were going to be third. They were a good bit behind the Raptors. And it would have been great to see what, what they would have done. There's something about that, that green we're gonna the playoffs. Get to, we're going to get great. to see it. We're yeah. going to get to see it. The Lakers in Boston. In a, in a no, game. but we'll, oh. we'll see how they finish up. Oh, the, oh, time is on his side. Well, well this this year. like They're going to continue it. And they they get the Sixers in the first round probably. They'll beat them. Sixers suck. You know, they'll get Toronto in the second round. That'll be a hell of a second round it series. Did, so it, really, it really could go either way. I, I would honestly lean Celtics. It probably depends on who's home. It will be Raptors will be home. So, it's gonna be that's gonna be a that's customs, gonna be a toss up. You gotta go through customs. I think I think Boston will get out of that series. Wow, they're gonna beat Nick Nurse. Good coaches. Good. We'll see. Good young talent. We'll see. I'm I'm not all in on all these people that Milwaukee is definitely coming to the East. That being said, I think Milwaukee will still come out of the East if that made sense. Yeah, no, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Giannis is too good, and I don't know who's gonna guard him. I just think Boston's too young. Toronto doesn't have enough, and there's nothing else in the East. I think Miami could really give them some problems in the second round, honestly. Like, I think that could be an extended series. I don't think Miami has enough to beat them, though. No. but No, I'm with you. But at the end of the day, Tatum had one heck of a run. It's a shame that it had to come to an end. It really is, yeah. And who knows? Maybe if it didn't come to an end, that could have been higher on our list. Probably not. There's this. There's going to be less scoring runs as we get down in in our list in the next pod that we do. Uh, we're going to put a pin in this at five. So we covered we covered five to ten, and we'll be coming out shortly with the the top four moments of the season. So you got a bonus one in here. So lucky you. Um, if you're still listening, got another transition, Brian. You got anything? Uh, is, no, no advice in terms of. Quarantine stuff. You're a medical professional, so I am not a medical professional. Okay, but uh, yeah, just stay home, stay home, stay safe. Do X, Y, and Z the things you you've wanted to do, but said you've never had enough time to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is a good time to do it. Very true. Very true. Uh, if you need if you need any TV shows, uh, just get get in the NBA Chop Shop DMs. I'll take care of that. No problem for you. I'm gonna say Rust Cole. 
Marty Bird. Marty Bird from uh, I know where he's from. Ozark. Uh, yeah, Ozark. March twenty seventh. Yeah, you got one season to binge watch. First two seasons if you haven't seen this great show. Ozarks on Netflix. Um, watch the old time throwbacks. Old time throwbacks. Educate yourself. It's free. Please educate yourself. Educate yourself. All right, Brian. Always a pleasure. This is part one of the top ten moments of the NBA season. We'll be back here for part two. Sounds soon. good. See you guys. All right. Thanks for tuning in.